Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Top Comment Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Tabasso. This is episode 14. Cue the new music. I am jacked today, guys. I just had a black coffee and I am flying. I don't know why. Usually I use the Nespresso, but today I did a pour over thing because I'm trying out these new Instagram stories. So I wanted to shoot something. What is it with like all us filmmakers wanting to like film coffee, like just ourselves making coffee? I'm not too sure where that came from. I feel like Peter McKinnon sort of started that where it's just like, if you need something to shoot and you have nothing else to shoot, you might as well shoot yourself pouring a coffee. Uh, anyways, yeah, the caffeine's kicking in real hard. So this one might go a little quicker than usual, but hey, let's ride this energy train because I don't drink Red Bull. When I was younger, I used to drink a lot of energy drinks. Like when I was an intern in advertising, I would be pulling all-nighters doing like metric reports for the NHL and stuff. And I would drink like a monster at night. And then in the morning, I'd have one of those five-hour energies because I'd just be so freaking tired. And then usually by like 11 o'clock, I'd have a Red Bull. And I'm like very surprised that I just didn't collapse at my desk at that time. I was only like 22, 23 at the time, but it was definitely not good for me. Uh, I definitely don't drink energy drinks anymore. And I do not recommend you ever drinking them. Those things will kill you. So I don't know what that was a tangent, but I just have a lot of caffeine in me. So that's why we're talking about energy drinks. Now let's talk about something completely unrelated, which we usually do on this podcast. So I really want to thank you guys. I don't know how many of you who listen to this are also following me on Instagram. If you're not, definitely hop on over. My Instagram handle is at I'm Patrick T. Uh, a lot of people mistake that and they do I am Patrick T, like I A M, but it's I am Patrick T, like letter I, letter M, Patrick T. I, I don't know why it's so confusing for a lot of people, but I always thought it was simple. I guess it's not. You know, my handle before that used to be I'm Patman. <laughs> I went down this whole path of like, I was going to be like a knockoff of Batman. So I did I'm Patman. God, thank God I didn't stick to that one. Anyways, I just hit 12,000 Instagram followers. Thank you guys so much. Um, I feel like the first couple thousand followers are like take the longest because I've been on Instagram like seven, seven years now. And it took me forever to get to like the first thousand, which felt like, you know, like three years or something like that. Going at it like pretty hard, like very early on when Instagram even first started. I remember way back in the day, like right when Instagram started, I was doing that whole follow unfollow strategy. I remember being working at Apple at the time and like me and a coworker would be sitting at the back of house, like which is like the back stock room at Apple. And we'd be sitting there like following people and unfollowing people, following people and unfollowing people just to get them to follow you back. Remember that? was like a whole thing. I, now it's like totally frowned upon, like don't do that now. But I feel like I owe some of my success to being super sketchy at the back of the Apple store, following and unfollowing people just to get to like that first 1,000 followers. And then from then on, it was like still just like such a slow burn. It was like getting to 5K felt like it took for probably like another four years for that. And then I feel like the, the trajectory from 5,000 to 10,000 wasn't as long. So it was almost like when I passed that 5K threshold, that that's when things like really kicked into high gear. One thing I do wish that uh, Instagram would do is like when you hit like the 2K, 3K, 4K, 5K, 6K, it didn't show the full number. Like it shouldn't be 5,234 followers. It should just say like 5.2. I think that looks a little bit more pleasant to the eye than this giant stupid number like 5023, whatever it is. I, it, it's such a, an optics thing, but I feel like a lot of people would even be more proud of that accomplishment because you should be really proud of an accomplishment. Like even like 1,500 followers you should be proud of. But I think that the fact that they've like kind of, I don't know, put it on a pedestal that once you hit 10K, that's when they like truncate the number. 
whatever i feel like that's stupid it's it's like i feel like that 10k is like your first you know this whatever it is the silver play button from youtube you don't really get any fanfare with with the instagram one other than it switches from the long number to it just adding the k at the end so that's like the only real incentive other than obviously the perks that can come from having more instagram followers like the swipe up stories and whatnot from getting from 10k to 12k it's actually taken i guess i want to say the better part of the last six seven months maybe a bit longer i might be underestimating that maybe around nine months um but it seems like you know from 12 for sorry from 10k to 12k it's going a lot faster than any of the previous previous increments in followers so i think that there's like a snowball momentum effect that once you pass that threshold once you finally hit that hurdle of the 10k the growth if you're consistent and i talk about this with everything that you do and we'll talk about more in this episode about this too as we get into youtube but the consistency is so absolutely key for your success like you have to be at it and you have to be keep going at it right you know it's like it's tough for me sometimes every day to be posting but I really, really try to at least get stories up and at least get a photo up every single day because I notice when I when I stop for a little bit, if I take a week or two off, not that's the end of the world. We've talked about this in the past; it's not the end of the world. But I will see a drop in engagement. I got to do a little bit of grind, hustle work to get back up to that point. I've even just been like playing the game a little bit and posting two times a day. I, I think I po- yesterday I posted two photos. So I think that. It's it's a grind and it's a hustle, but you have to be consistent at it. And and for me, like getting to this point with twelve thousand followers of all the platforms I'm on, this one I'm probably the most proud of because I've just been working really hard at it. And the other things, like the other success that I get in other platforms, I feel like is a bit more passive. It's just like if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it's no skin off my ass. Instagram is one where like I really buckle down and I put a lot of my my sort of like my heart and my energy into it. And I, and I put the most sort of strategy behind it too, like the most thought process of my brain of like, what's gonna work well here? What do I like doing? What are people gonna enjoy? And so this, like getting to 12,000, although it's not a crazy amount of people, it is to me. And so I just really wanna thank you guys. If you're following me, if you're not following me, definitely go follow me. <laughs> um, but I just think it's fantastic. And I hope to then one day talk about 15,000 and then maybe one day talk about 20,000. Mind you, by the time I feel like I get to those levels, Instagram probably won't even be cool anymore. So I do hope that I can get to that level. But, you know, who's, who's to say that? I always say this all the time like, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Like, sometimes I worry a little bit about like how much I'm just like sort of relying on Instagram as like my main point of influence or, or sorry, like largest point of influence. It's part of the reason why like I do this podcast I've been like way way more into Twitter lately Um, we'll talk about soon why I'm getting right back into YouTube but a lot of this has to do with I don't want to just be in one place I want to be everywhere because you can't be in one place because these platforms die at the tip of of a coin right Actually, what is that saying? At the, at the drop of a hat? Yeah, at the drop of a hat, tip of the coin. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, these, these platforms can change the drop of a hat. I don't even know where that saying came from. Like, did someone just like drop their hat? And then from that point forward, they were just like, anytime something happens quickly, it's when your hat drops. Yeah, that's stupid. All right. On from Instagram into something actually related. Holy shit, am I doing a segue that makes sense? Here we go. So last week, actually last week, two days ago, uh, Tyler Stallman did a meetup in Toronto. He was actually in in Toronto not too long ago as well. I saw on Instagram. I think he was like shooting himself in Hamilton, which isn't too far from Toronto. And I, I remember commenting, be like, oh man, you're in Toronto, would love to have meet up. And he said, I got a meetup coming up. So he was in town to do a thing with the new Amazon uh, products, like the Alexa products uh, at the Eaton Center, which is like a big mall here in Toronto. So so he hosted a meetup 
And we met a lot of cool people. Jesse Driftwood came out, which is awesome. I've actually never met Jesse in real life, which is really crazy because we come from the same town area in Ontario. So a lot of us, or a lot of these, like actually very popular YouTubers like Peter McKinnon, uh, Chris Howe, Jesse, um, they all kind of came from Newmarket, Ontario. So a lot of think that people think it's all in Toronto, but like even Peter's studio is like with Maddie is in Newmarket, Ontario, which is about 40, 45 minutes north of Toronto. And I grew up in a town just beside Newmarket, like literally a five, 10 minute drive, not even called Aurora, Ontario. So it's interesting how York region, which is the, the area we call this part of like Southern Ontario, this like York region is like Newmarket, Aurora, a bunch of other towns too, are all part of this little community has breathed or, or birthed, sorry, um, some of the best creators in the current space online, which is fascinating, especially within the filmmaking YouTube world. And it was cool to finally meet Jesse because I'm like, my God, you like you're from Newmarket. Like we grew up like 10 minutes from each other. We know a lot of mutual people too. Um, so it was really cool to finally meet him in person. We've communicated on Twitter back and forth here and there. But it's just so cool to me that to see that like these small town people or this like small town crowd is like really making an impact on the creative filmmaking world right now. It's like super cool to be a part of. I hope that I'm having my little small piece of it uh, in, in history, whatever that may be as well. Um, but it was really nice. I wasn't expecting Jesse to be there, but along with Jesse and Tyler, there was like five or six other people. It was a very small meetup, which I actually prefer because sometimes when you go to these like giant Instagram meetups, it's like you never even get a chance to talk to the people you want to talk to. The chats are very like sporadic and broad and you like might get stuck with one person you don't really click with and you're just like stuck chatting for a while and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But the the sort of like small, minimal nature of this meetup was really nice because um, I actually got to hear from Tyler and I got to hear from Jess and we had some really good conversations. Um, one of the questions that I asked Tyler was, because I noticed in one of his stories when he was at the Eaton Center, actually one moment sent him the new 58 millimeter lens, um, which I hope to get my hands on. I have the old uh, moment telephoto and I don't hate it. I also have the um, Siru. It's like I-S-I-R-U. UI telephoto, which is sort of like a knockoff version of the moment one that works really well. Um, I'll save that probably for a YouTube video. But anyways, uh, Tyler had the new moment lens and he did an Instagram story at Eaton Center. And I, and I noticed when he was like talking into the camera on his phone, the people behind him, like I was like almost more interested in what, how they were reacting because he was going down an escalator and he was talking to his phone. And I was just like, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, it's weird how you can do a FaceTime video or you can be on the phone in public and you don't think twice about it. You don't really think about how weird you look talking, like literally to yourself. That's what it looks like to everybody else. But you don't think twice about it when you're on a phone call. But the minute you start like recording yourself in a vlog or, you know, for an Instagram story or something like that, you just instantly feel like a douchebag. You're just like, I'm this jackass that's like making a video in the middle of the street and everyone's watching me. And you kind of got to this point. I, I mean, I used to do it all the time. I used to daily vlog. But if you like go way back in my, I think I've, I've actually unlisted a lot of them. But if you were to go back on my YouTube channel, there was a time where I did this life of PT vlog where I think for at least a couple months, I was daily vlogging. Like I had like video after video of me all day doing whatever I was doing, talking to camera. And I just sort of like, got used to it. But lately I've been having this weird problem of feeling weird about talking in public. So I was like, Tyler, how do you, how do you deal with like feeling like a douchebag talking in public on your phone? And he was just really blunt. And he was just like, you don't, you just feel like a douchebag. You just sort of have to accept it. And that's really like the core of what he was saying there is like a lot of what even like Casey Neistat says is like, don't give a fuck about what other people think of you. It, like who cares? Like, honestly, you see people, if you walk down the street and you see somebody like filming themselves, you might be like, oh, what a douchebag, what a jackass. But at the end of the day, like who cares? Like really who cares? You shouldn't care. They don't really care. 
you'll probably never see that person again. So really, what the hell's the difference and what's the point? So that was a really good insight where he was just like, he kind of just affirmed what I was thinking, which is just like, fuck it, who gives a shit? Just do it. I mean, what do you have to lose? Like, who cares if some stranger thinks you look stupid? It's probably better that way. Like, you're doing what you want to do. They're doing what they want to do. Why do we have to conform to, like, some crazy system that we're all into? Like, Kanye West talks about that. He's like, you know, this idea that we live in a simulation, you know, Elon Musk is talking about that. But, like, Kanye's take on it is, like, the simulation is, like, the rules and parameters that we put upon ourselves that you can't do certain things. And stupid things, like, we can't film ourselves in public because society thinks it looks stupid and it's weird fuck that that's a simulation that's like us just living to some sort of like dystopian world where we can't be who we want to be and say what we want to say anyways i also met a couple guys there that are in town and they're living in vans which i thought was super interesting so i've actually reached out to them on instagram i'm actually planning on doing a video with them hopefully next week like a mini doc because i'm very fascinated about this whole van life culture and i probably would have never got connected with anybody like that if it wasn't for that meetup so shout out again to tyler for putting that meetup on it was really nice to meet him in person he's always been one of my favorite online creators not only for photography but for his videos as well even the one he just put up for the alexa is just so beautifully lit um his his style and his approach just keeps getting better and better with every video that he does and you can just tell that he cares a lot about what he makes and that means a lot to me it's like if you have the passion and you care about it then it always translates into your work so let's talk about YouTube. So I put up a video yesterday, which is a whole new style for me. You know, I've talked about this in the past about this. It's like, I've had a hard time finding the balance between wanting to make YouTube videos that make me happy, but also make you guys happy. And I feel like this new format is the birth of that new formula that will work for me. Because A, I don't have to speak on camera because it's not my favorite thing to do. But B, it's just very simple for me to put together and I get to like put my personality into it, but also be informative and teach things that I like and that I want you guys to know and, and the things that have worked for me that can also possibly work for you. So yesterday I did one because it just started snowing here in Toronto, which is awesome because I love the snow. I know a lot of people hate it, but I love it. Um, I put up a video about how you can use lens distortions on your phone. You guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I use lens distortions quite often because it lets me add light leaks and you know different effects and whatnot, fog. Um, but in this particular instance, I used it to add snow to a photo that I had shot a couple days ago on my Pixel 2 of, that didn't have snow. So it's a quick little tutorial that shows you how you can add snow to your photos or rain. And the format that I use is it sort of starts off as a vlog and then the vlog sort of turns into the tutorial. Not a completely new original idea, but it's sort of my take on it. It's entirely all sort of POV style. I even have to, I even like devised up this new method where I'm actually wearing a lavalier mic um, that plugs into my GH5. So I don't even have to worry about the mic too much and I can kind of put the camera wherever I want to put it. And it allows me just sort of like talk as I need to and I can do the voiceover as I'm actually filming. Because something in the past that was like holding me back is like, oh my God, I got to shoot all this B-roll and then I'm going to have to do a voiceover after and I would script it out and it was just like too much like barriers to me getting to the point of just creating and I and I trust myself more in the moment to just be able to like improvisationally filmmake something so this allows me to do that because I can do the voiceover and everything all at once and do the filmmaking I can still cut to like you know quote-unquote cinematic b-roll whatever you want to call it I even make a joke of it in the video that I posted yesterday but it allows me to just to be more fluid more organic I'm not too worried about like crazy polish it's got that little bit of like edgy Casey Neistat vibe to it where it's just like I don't care if it's not perfect do not let perfect get in the way of being great. And to me, I think this style is great. And so today's video that I'm going to do after this episode of the top comment is I'm going to see if I can do like 
you know, I've made fun of this in the past on Twitter, this like crazy cinematic video of tech products. Like everyone's like, you know, like Jonathan Morrison's like the king of this right now, but it's like crazy stylized, you know, whoosh effects, swoosh sounds and, you know, fade transitions, whatever, just crazy B-roll of like an iPhone, like tech products, right? So I want to see if I can do crazy cinematic B-roll of tech products using just an iPhone. So it's a little bit meta. I want to use the phone to shoot crazy cinematic B-roll of a tech product. So we'll see how that turns out. And I'm going to do it in that sort of vlog style that I did with the lens distortions video. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'll put my YouTube channel in the description of this podcast. So if you're not subscribed, please do me a favor, check it out, subscribe. There's some videos in there that you can go in the backlog catalog um, that I'm super proud of that I did last year. So you can definitely binge a little bit and then get into the new stuff as we start this like season two. If I'm Patrick T on YouTube, I guess. Yeah, we can call it season two. Unrelated segue. Here we go. So the doc that I've been talking about, that hockey doc, is finally live. It is on my Vimeo, and I've actually had to kind of hit it from everybody. Um, if you follow me on Vimeo, you've probably already seen it. But it is with a gentleman named Tommy Fru, who was a top hockey prospect in the 90s. Like He was pretty much ready to go to the NHL. And then he unfortunately got diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease, which sort of gave him a, a whole, as he says, a Santa Claus list of health issues that sort of held him back but on top of that he also suffered some from some but he also suffered for some really bad depression and this little documentary is I was reached out to by some people that I know and a producer who reached out to me because they like my style they like what I shoot and I heard the story and I was like immediately jumping all over it not only what did I relate to the whole depression side of things because I've suffered from that in the past but also like I used to play hockey I injured my back I wasn't a I was nowhere near as good as him but I was playing hockey quite often and I, I, up until I was like 17, 18, I played hockey from like the age of like 10, 11, whatever. And I slipped, sorry, I slipped, I slipped a disc in my back after getting like cross-checked in the boards. And to this day, like every single day that I wake up, my back hurts. The only way to fix it is surgery. And I'm definitely not going to do that, but we'll see maybe 20 years from now. But yeah, so I, I definitely related with the whole injury side of it and the depression. And I really loved the idea of shooting something sports related. And so we went to this arena and I'm going to break this down in a video. I'm going to do like a whole behind the scenes of like how I cut this, how I shot it. Um, I'm going to do like almost like, remember cinema, if you haven't seen it, Cinematography Database was like an amazing YouTube channel where he broke down like how commercials were made, like how they lit it, how they shot it. And I'm going to try and do my version of that with this documentary. So if you go on my Vimeo, I'll, I'll just put the link in the description, but if you go onto my Vimeo, um, it's called Dreams for Everyone and it's on there. I'm super, super proud of this piece. It's probably, it might be one of my favorite pieces of 2018 that I've shot and it just shows like this is that's my style outside of you know this my instagram my youtube it's like this is what i kind of do for like client work and i think that's a good sort of like pinnacle example of like the type of stuff i do outside of this world my like professional career if you want to call it that as a director of dop so definitely check it out and then also check out tommy fru's journey because he's he's trying to be the oldest rookie he's trying to like play a game in the nhl i don't want to spoil too much of the story because it all comes through in the video but i hope that you like it i hope you enjoy it and stay tuned for that behind the scenes of the making of the oldest rookie. I think that'll wrap up today's episode. Something I keep forgetting to do, and I feel terrible because there's this thing that's sort of like Patreon. It's called Kofi. I hope I'm saying that right. Maybe it's Kofi. So K-O-F-I. I'm going to just call it coffee because it sounds simpler. But there's a platform called Kofi, Kofi, Coffee, whatever you want to call it. Um, I should just definitely figure out the right pronunciation of that. But 
it basically is like Patreon and it lets you send a very small denomination of money to help people like me keep creating more stuff like this. You know, one thing that I really want to do, and I know this sounds good and everything's great, but I'd love to like upgrade this audio system because I want it to be something that's a little bit easier for me to work with interviews. And the only way I can do that is if I buy more equipment. In the meantime, I'm totally cool working this way, but any sort of like value that you guys want to put on this is obviously greatly appreciated. I'm not trying to shill this out. I'm not looking for sponsors. It's just more so, hey, if you like it and you want to subscribe, it helps me make more of these. It also puts a fire under my ass to keep putting more episodes out more frequently. So I definitely appreciate it. So there's a Kofi link in my description on this. There's a lot of links in the description of this podcast already. I better keep track of this. But I actually chatted with, so Nigel, who's the co-founder, or sorry, the founder of Kofi, he reached out to me on Twitter because I was talking about how there seems to be a bit of a lack of proper monetization strategies or, or, or platforms for podcasts. Um, I know Anchor, and I've talked about this about Anchor has like an amazing system built in that lets you sort of subscribe and add money and whatever to, to the podcast you like, but it's not available in Canada and I'm in Canada. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I felt like I was looking for something and Patreon just felt a little bit too like overkill. Like I'd rather use something like that for YouTube. But Kofi is like super simple. Uh, he actually gifted me a gold version of their platform, which like I'm super thankful for. Thank you, Nigel, if you're listening to this. Uh, so it's so far so good. Like I just keep, I just kept, I've had it for a while now. I just kept forgetting to plug it at the end of the podcast. This is me finally plugging my Kofi link and it's just Kofi slash I'm Patrick T. And right now I think I have it set up as like buy me a cookie, but that money I'm going to put into like a budget pool and I'm going to try and either put it towards like a new audio mic system setup that allows me to do better interviews, or maybe I'll put it together as like a prize money pool and we'll do giveaways or something. I haven't fully decided yet, but but my Kofi link is in there. If you're digging this podcast, go check it out. Maybe send a couple bucks. Anyways, my name is Patrick. This has been another episode of Top Comment Podcast. And I will see you next time I feel like talking. Cheers. Cheers.